The time has come. I like that. The time is now for Victoria Stellwell's Positively Podcast. She's a world-renowned dog trainer. Seen enough dogs today, have you? She's the host of It's Me or the Dog. I'm coming to train you. Along with co-host Holly Furfer. You don't play around with that name, do you? I am a fan of Shwethy Balls. She's Victoria Stilwell, and she's ready to go. This is a lovely way to start the day. You get the busy bee. I need to trim her whiskers. I see some poo here. I feel a little bit better now because I'm the only one who usually feels stupid during the podcast. Now, let's head to the studio and get this Positively Podcast started. Welcome everybody to the podcast. Uh, it's it's another special podcast today, and the reason is is because of the coronavirus, and we're just going to get right down to it. Holly can't be with us today, but I am here with the wonderful Dr. Paula Bloom, our clinical psychologist. She is going to help us through this, and I'm also going to be talking about the impact that this could have on your pets, both negatively and positively. So first of all, welcome, Paula. Thank you so much for coming over here. We did not shake hands. No. Nope. We did not hug. No. Nope. We tapped elbows. I mean, this Which is, is awkward for us, isn't it? So awkward. This yeah. is the new normal. Right. This is the... We can say the new normal for right now, right? I know it's overwhelming for people, but just because this is how it is right now isn't how it's always going to be. But this is what we're doing right now. Um... Now, have you had people come to you and talk to you and yes. say, like, how, how are we going to get through this? Mm-hmm. Panicking. Yes. I mean, there's this fear, isn't there? And, and you, watch, you watch the media. And, of course, the media has a job to do. It has to inform us. But sometimes, right. well, they try, uh, maybe some try not to be alarming. Others are alarming, yeah. whether it's facts, whether it's fiction. I mean, look, who do we... Well, who do we turn to? That's right. why you're here today. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no. And it's interesting. Um, on a personal level, I, my clinical practice is actually inside of primary care medical clinic. So I work, I'm embedded in a primary care clinic. So the patients that I see coming in are patients that are there to see their um, general practitioner. And so I actually myself am dealing with a change because we, um, there's going to be, there's some changes going on at the clinic where they want to try to keep as many healthy people out of the office. So a lot of the docs are going to be doing more telephone and video visits, um, so that the, the time that, the, so that the office visits are reserved for people who are really, really sick and that healthier people are out. So we're actually, my team is going to be working uh, virtually starting on Monday, which is a whole different shift where we're going to be doing our work telephonically, video visits with our patients. Um, and so I'm kind of been in the midst of trying to figure out, you know, because it's, it, it's just been a lot. It's been a lot. And those of us, you know, and I know you, I'm sure, because I know animal people are so caring that a lot of the people that you listen to this podcast probably also work in the healthcare industry because it's people that are very giving and caring. And so it's always unique and interesting, the challenges of trying to balance taking care, you know, working with these physicians and nurses and really these heroes that are, you know, taking care of people who are really, really sick and still trying to balance taking care of themselves and their families and their communities. So it's a really interesting time right now, isn't it? A very interesting time. I think, I mean, personally, um, I was in England uh, two weeks ago, uh-huh. and I, when all of this started breaking out, and people started to do social distancing, and um, we were hearing more and more reports of more people getting sick and more people dying, and um, then I had to get on a, a plane, 
uh, and it was one of those double-decker planes, you oh, know, and yeah. you're there with about 450 other people mm-hmm. um, flying back to Orlando, actually, and then it was my daughter's spring break, so we're at Disney World, so I'm going from oh, a plane wow. with all of these people to Disney World, which is now closed. Um, we were practicing hand sanitizing after every ride. We were very careful, um, and so uh, I think... We are, we're okay. I mean, the incubation, isn't it? Is it, is that the right word? It's, it's, it's worrisome. You're, 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 you're there trying to enjoy yourself and everybody that you're around, it, you, they could get you sick. I mean, you could get me sick. I could get you sick. Isn't this the most bizarre? Yeah. That you've, that, that it's, I don't think I can comprehend it. I think that's what I'm trying to say. I don't think I can Mm. comprehend it. Right. It's too enormous. Yeah, yeah, no. So how do we how do we cope with that? So I think the first step is acknowledging its impact. You know, um, I feel like a lot of this was theoretical, right? Until the moment your kid's school gets closed. Until the moment events start getting canceled, right? We're humans. And, you know, I know you and I have talked about this a lot, that we are wired for human connection, we are animals. We are wired to connect with our others, right? And so it's all very theoretical and interesting and happening in another land, you know, until it starts happening and it starts affecting your daily life. And so I think that in some ways it almost is I'm kind of going to expect kind of a grief reaction from people, right? This sort of uh, disbelief. Right. You think about these stages of grief, the disbelief and then kind of anger and sadness and and trying to to bargain and then getting to a place of acceptance. But right now it is a shock. And if you are somebody who has ever lost someone or has lost something that really mattered to you, in this case, it may feel like our freedom, our ability to choose what to do and when to do it. You probably can identify the feeling you're feeling right now, that feeling of shock. Right. You've had a loss before. You've lost someone yes, important to you. Right. Yes. You know, that feeling of disbelief of like, I can't comprehend, like you said, the enormity of this because it's that it's it's. Yeah, it changes your world. So when you lose someone close to you, it changes your world. Your world will never be the same again. And that's very scary. It is. And, you know, and and I know it's always wanting to balance, you know, being um, I, and it's not to be overly dramatic or any anything like that. But we are designed to interact with others. And while I intellectually, and I think listeners understand intellectually why we need to do this, why we need to socially distance, why we need to, as they talk about, flatten the curve so that even if we don't minimize, even if we can't decrease the number of cases, that we're able to increase the amount of time between those cases so that there aren't these giant peaks that we can't absorb our medical system, you know, um, it's still something that you can understand something intellectually and still you feel how you feel, right? The inside, the emotional, there's an adult within us that understands this and there's a toddler within us that wants to throw a tantrum, you know, um, because this is a lot. It's a lot for those of us who who have the kind of privilege where we're able to make decisions in our lives and do what we want to do and go where we want to go and have the ability to go to parties and have the ability. I mean, this is, we're not used to thinking this much about how others 
are affected by our actions, believe it or not. We really aren't. But this, I mean, think about it. I know, Victoria, you and I were talking about it before we um, started recording, is that, you know, one of the things that, and I know you are very passionate about um, kindness. I know it's very important to you. Um, and I know that sometimes for you, just I'm saying this as your friend, right, knows that when people demonstrate cruelty or indifference, that is something that you that really triggers you when you yes, say, "Yes, it does. It does. It makes me mad. It makes you very mad at being nice. Then, then, I don't, then I don't feel that kind. Right, right, right. Don't feel very kind. No. Right. But this idea that, oh wow, if I am exposed to something as somebody who, you know, thankfully is healthy, right? For all intents and purposes, I'm healthy. But I have to limit what I do because I may expose somebody who isn't healthy. So you, somebody might get me sick, quote unquote, may, may give me a virus, but I don't get sick. But I could pass that virus on to someone who could get sick. So the idea that I have to think beyond me, right, that it's not about what I'm exposed to. It's about what I'm exposed to and who I could expose. That's a different way of walking through the world than we're accustomed to, I think. Especially, I would say here, I, I'm going to speak as an American, you know, that I think there's a bit of a, we don't necessarily always think as much as we should about how we affect other people. Yeah, I do feel like there is this sense of it's just sort of, you, lo you look after your own. Right. Me, 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 you look after your own. And and, and in times like, like these, we're really having to think of other people. And I think that's what sometimes I've seen on social media that's really, really angered me. Are people saying, well, why? should I be doing this why should I have uh, not be able to go to a game why it's crazy this is all crazy it's not a big deal if you get sick you get sick you know more people are dying of the flu yada yada, yada. um and and that that to me is just yeah. is very is irresponsible and selfish it is but that's part of our human nature right it, it, it is irresponsible selfish and it also is understandable because we're humans and you're taking away something that is valuable, which is that sense of uh, connection and entertainment and distraction and all of those things. So the the way I respond to that is yes, and all of that is selfish, and it makes perfect sense. We're human beings. We just have to kind of allow ourselves to feel that, but then also not be driven by that. But it, yeah, it's frustrating because, you know, life is difficult, right? And things, the things that are that are stopping are the, a lot of the optional things that give us joy and pleasure. The things that really, you know, oh, like yeah. my Broadway. Husband. Oh my gosh, Broadway! I was it's... supposed to go to a, I was supposed to go see a Porgy and Bess mm -hmm. um, tomorrow at the, mm -hmm. the Atlanta Opera. I mean, the things that art, the things that feel aren't frivolous. Yeah, sports, sports. I mean, March Madness. My husband is devastated. That's the right. UVA fan, devastated. That's right. That's right. And so, again, you know, having some compassion for ourselves and compassion for others and people who are having the reactions that they're having. You know, sports aren't frivolous and art isn't frivolous. And you will get to see that pretty quickly when you look at the intensity of the reaction that people are having. Again, intellectually, we understand, but emotionally is a different story, you know? Now, I'm seeing on social media as well, and I've been myself to the group, to the, to the store and um, to all of these different, you know, different stores around and all of the toilet paper's gone, all of the hand sanitizer's gone, all of the, um, the wipes have gone. I mean, everything's gone, everything. Um, bread, um, rice, it seems, canned goods, 
um, people are panic buying. You see lines are out of certain stores. It takes an hour to get into the store or the shop. And I mean, that's and then lines. It takes an hour to get to the to the register, the cash yeah, register. It, 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 it's fascinating to me. I wish we had a, we had a behavioral somebody some kind of economist who specializes in behavioral economics. It's fascinating to me. But you know, honestly, I don't know the details of this. But this is what I will say: when we feel we don't have control, when we feel powerless, we will do whatever we can to try to figure out a way to exert some degree of control or do something that you can do. Right? Oh, panicking. Oh, uh, let me go buy something. You know. The thing that's going to happen is that also people, you know, shopping is a way that people get out of the house. It's a way they do that. And now people are probably also anticipating, wait a second, I'm going to have to minimize that too. Yes. So forget what they're buying. It's the process of going out and buying. Right. But that concept of, I mean, people are so stirred up and these are uncharted waters, Mm. completely uncharted waters. And it's scary. It's very scary for people. Um, and so I, I believe people are going to try to exert power or control in any way that they can in order to try to try to kind of defray that that um, emotional cost of, of uh, fear. You know. So what can we do? What mm-hmm. can we do in our daily lives? Sure. So, for example, my daughter's school, and and, and I'd like to bring her down to talk uh, to you as well, just from uh, to us, just from from a kid's point of view, what it's like. But her school's been cancelled. She's they they're going all online. Um, they had their first day on Friday, and uh, it, it went it went really well. But sort of, what what can we do to keep ourselves? for want of a better word, um, well, healthy, mentally healthy whilst we're going through this. Right, right. Well, I think if we take a step back and we look at what are the things that we need for for health, right? There's some basic things, first of all. You know, first of all, the kind of the care and feeding of the body, right? How are you eating? How are you sleeping? Are you moving your body if you're able to get outside? I know we'll talk about that with dogs, right? With walking dogs and such, those things. But what's really important, I think, is having some sort of anchoring routine, right? You and I were talking about this before because that's part of what going to work in school gives us is a sense of a routine and a sense of structure. And for many people, home is the place where there's a lack of routine or it's just sort of like fun, right? If you think of home as your weekends because you're doing everything else during the week, what you want to do is you can leave your weekends as your weekends at home, but you need to bring kind of what you know, structure and and that kind of thing. You probably need to bring that into your weekday um, at home, so that you're because you don't want your your Monday through Friday to become your Saturday and Sunday, right? Um, it's the same kinds of things that we would advise someone who, once they retire, even though people aren't retiring at this, is that you need to have. There's three things you need for happiness: doing things that give you pleasure, doing things that keep you engaged and connected, and doing things that give you a sense of purpose. Okay. Three things, or you can think of them as the three P's, pleasure, people, purpose. How are you going to bring that into your into your daily functioning? So I would say the anchoring with routine, having that as a way to get anchored, um, having making sure that you're attending to the care and feeding of your body, right? Your sleep, your eating, your exercise. Um, to me, those are kind of the keys to staying anchored. And make sure that your days have a beginning, a middle, and an end. Right. One thing that can be very helpful is a ritual. So sort of like when you, you know, a lot of times people on their way to work, they'll go buy a coffee. 
right? It's a ritual. It's sort of a way to mark, you know, figuring out a ritual that you can put in place on your, at the beginning of your day and one that kind of, you know, wraps your day up. Whether it be like putting on a particular song to show that the day is beginning and the day is ending, taking a shower, getting up in the morning and actually taking a shower and getting dressed. Um, those types of things. I actually put on a dress today. I, 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 I was shocked. I walked in. I was like, what is going on? I did. No, because, well, then, because so interesting. Because um, I wanted to wear a dress today. And it does. there's nobody apart from you that's going to see this. But, but I, I... Isn't that interesting? It is interesting. And, and I really... Uh, I just wanted to wear something that was different. And, you know, I... Uh, we're lucky. We're not in lockdown right now. We right. can go places. Right. We have to be careful. All events have been cancelled, but we can go out and walk our dogs. And and that's the beauty of it. Those of us who have animals, whether you have animals or not, I mean, you get out and go for a walk if you can. But our dogs are there. They still need us. They need us to take us out. And And you know what? I'm telling you that they're benefiting from this. I mean, to be quite honest, because they're getting mum and dad home. They're getting the kids home. People are home now. How wonderful. <laughs> these dogs are like, yes, these pets are just, this is the best things ever um, that that we're back and um, and that we're spending more time with them. I mean, isn't that, my girls are so happy. I have two dogs and they're so happy that I'm home. Um, I can, I don't have to social distance myself from my dogs because mm. there is no research um, or research has shown and that, they can't get it and you can't get it from them but uh, again I'm not a medical doctor I'm not a scientist I don't know but that's the latest thing I've read so you don't have to social distance yourself from your pets but you do if you are going to go into um, lockdown or you can't get out as much make sure you get enough food medical supplies to keep your pets going for at least a month that's the general advice from veterinarians and especially my vet as well and we will be having my vet on here and um, on our next podcast as well, talking about how to keep your pets healthier throughout this time. Mm, okay. So, um, I mean, this is really, really great and important information that you've given us. When things go back to normal, because they will go back to normal, how might this change us and make us better people? You know... It could. <laughs> it's an opportunity, I guess, to think about um, things. I think that we have a very short memory as human beings, right? This is so intense. The way thing, as I was saying sort of at the beginning, right, the way that it is now is not how it's always going to be. With time, this is going to fade, the intensity of what we're experiencing now. You know, my hope would be that there's some lessons that we can take from this, which is being able to really think about those who are most vulnerable in our society. Right. Thinking about some of us have the luxury of working from home. Some people don't. Right. Maybe getting more and more thoughtful about the people. What's the safety net we have in our society? Right. Um, there are many people in our world. And, uh, you know, I know here definitely in the United States that. Um, are going to be so, so devastated, right? That want, you know, devastated, devastated. So anyway, my hope is that we would be able to, um, in our society, take some lessons about um, balancing, taking care of ourselves and taking care of those around us as well. Um, I 
I mean, this is all amazing advice. And again, thank you for your time for coming over here. But um, I also wanted to, we're, we're middle-aged. Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> like very, terrible to it say is what that. it is. I, terrible. Uh, statistically, I'm more than middle-aged. <laughs> I'm oh not living, gosh. I'm not living to. <laughs> I hate that. Yes, we're over middle-aged. But um, this is affecting our children. And um, I don't know with your son as he's working, uh, well, you both of your kids, that they are learning from home. My daughter now is learning from home. How is this affecting them, yeah, the yeah. younger generation? Because they're seeing this, obviously, on the news. They're seeing it in social media. They're talking about it to their friends. And they're, is- they're being isolated from themselves. Now, I was watching Dr. Sanjay Gupta on CNN and he was saying, you know, his girls, yes, are um, at home, but they are going to have friends over and they are going to have play dates, except everyone's having to wash their hands before they come in. Everyone wash, or as soon as they come in, everyone washes their hands before they go out. Um, and if any child has a cough or a, anything, they're not allowed to come over because you can't stop kids from socially distancing themselves. I mean, what's it going to have this this the effect this is going to have on our young people? Right. No. You know, I think that, and, and especially I know right now, this time of year, especially March, April, school years are wrapping up. There's all these activities. You know, my daughter is a senior in high school, and you've got all of these activities in the school play, and my son is is on the JV lacrosse team and they are now done for the year, for the year. They just started the season and it's done. And so, yeah, I mean, we have to, what we need to do is I think help support our kids through this and not tell them they shouldn't feel what they feel, um, help support them and also remind them that as a lesson, this is what life is, right? Things that you cannot predict and that how do we navigate? How do we remain resilient in times of uncertainty? Um, those are things that are really key. And there's going to be a lot of uh, difficulties and pain and a lot of opportunity as well. Well, on that note, I'd like to bring Alex in, my daughter, and sort of get it from her point of view. Quick break here to get a word from this episode's sponsor, the Victoria Stowell Academy. With everything going on in the world these days, online and distance learning is becoming more and more common. Over the past few years, there's been a steady increase in the number of online courses that are available to help people learn everything from how to play the guitar to how to do high-level coding for websites. Brand name universities have been offering online courses for a few years, and people have gotten more and more used to the concept of learning via their phones or computers. But now the coronavirus situation has supercharged the idea of online learning and telecommuting. With most colleges and universities moving all of their classes online, employers encouraging people to work from home, and even many schools shifting their lessons for children to online platforms. The good news is that educators like the Victoria Stowell Academy that have been offering online courses for a while have been working hard to develop super engaging and powerful online learning protocols that help learners get the most out of their distance learning. While there are still some schools that simply put their older content online as slides, a PDF, or a repurposed static audio lecture and leave it to their students to try their best, now there are better options. The Victoria Stowell Academy is a leader, not just in providing the best dog training educational content, but also in the unique and powerful ways that that content is delivered to the learner. Whether you're a dog owner looking for free courses to help build your dog's confidence, a self-described dog geek itching to get the latest information about dog behavior, or 
someone aspiring to change your career path to work with dogs for a living, the Victoria Stillwell Academy has a powerful suite of learner-centered, performance-based online courses available for you to start today. All Victoria Stillwell Academy courses are designed by Victoria and VSA's team of psychologists, instructional designers, and specialty experts to ensure a truly dynamic, engaging, and effective learning process. No more plodding through tired old text-based lessons or trying to figure out the point of games that don't address the true root cause of dog behavior. And the best news? You can enroll in one of the Victoria Stillwell Academy's free starter courses right now for no charge. Just go to vsdogtrainingacademy.com and click on the Enroll button to get started. If you're ready to take your dog training knowledge to the next level, you can enroll in the fully refundable Fundamentals of Dog Training and Behavior course today and get $100 off by using promo code PODCAST at checkout. Go to vsdogtrainingacademy.com and choose the Fundamentals course from the top menu. And finally, if you're looking for a school that will give you the skills, knowledge, and confidence you need to become a professional dog trainer, the Academy's Dog Trainer course is the premier option in dog trainer education. You can talk to an enrollment coordinator today or apply for enrollment right away in our online-only course with the option to upgrade to the in-person track when the time is right in the future. Visit vsdogtrainingacademy.com now to enroll in one of the Victoria Stillwell Academy's dynamic online courses and get started learning right away while staying at home and learning at your own pace. Learn online now with the Victoria Stillwell Academy, the future of dog training. What what are you guys experiencing? You you're not going to school, you're working from home as it were. And um, how is all of this for you? Well, a lot of us feel really impacted by all of this because it's kind of the cherry on top of a, a not great start to the year. Um, the year started with a bunch of horrible things happening, and now there's a virus going across the world, and we're all very sad about it. And um, we feel pretty lonely, especially because we um, have to stay at home now for a virtual school. Yeah, I mean that that's it's really tough for for kids. You go they go to school every day, they're socializing, they're having fun, um as well as working hard, but now they're having to isolate, which is why it's important where I tell Alex, you, know, you can have friends to come over. I mean, they can't they, they can't be sick, they can't have any symptoms. And so we take a risk in that, don't we? But right now, I mean, I think that's really important. Um what do you say to to our younger generation? Well, let me let me ask it this can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Um as you think about this, right? And you think about what's going on. First of all, when did you get the news that you were going to be that school was going to be um you weren't going to be coming to school anymore? When did, how long have you had this news that you were going to be at home? Um so I think it was Thursday when we got the news. And today we is Saturday. Yes. So it's been 48 hours since you yes. have this information. So I think this is an important thing to understand. Go ahead. Um, and at first I was actually very happy about it because I didn't want to go to school. But <laughs> yeah, totally. um, then virtual school is basically all the parts of school without the socializing. And the socializing is the best part of school because you get to see your friends. Yeah. Um, but now we don't have that. And it's just kind of classes, which it, are not bad, but they're the socializing right. is very important. Yeah. And it was interesting because my niece as well, who goes to the same school as Alex, um, she was saying that it was it's actually she was 
all sitting all day in front of a screen, which is what kids aren't supposed to do. Exactly. Just sitting all day in front of a screen. So. Yeah. Yeah. No. I think it, this is uncharted territory. And what I say to to people is, it's only been two days that you have had this information about what's going to happen. It'll be very curious to see kind of how it evolves. And I think um, I have no words of wisdom to offer. I think more just this is kind of one of those things you experience in life and you'll kind of see, but it's hard. It makes you really appreciate though relationships, doesn't it? And it makes you appreciate um, and recognize just as human beings the, the, that we're, we're designed for this. We're designed to connect with each other. I say this mm-hmm. all the time. That's what we're wired for. It's kind of some withdrawal, isn't it? You can mm-hmm. go through some withdrawal when that, when you have to withdraw and just the, just the language, social distancing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems like such a, such an oxymoron. Social distancing. It's sort of <laughs> such a paradox, isn't it? It goes against everything that we are. Right. Um, everything else, but we are an adaptable species. Uh, so far, yeah. So far. <laughs> so let's hope we continue that. Yeah. Um, but Alex, do you have, uh, we do have a lot of younger listeners uh, to this podcast. Um, do you sort of offer any words of wisdom with, like how, how are you keep? I know it's only been 48 hours, but sort of how are you keeping yourself busy and focused and upbeat? Well, I usually sleep in very late, but to counteract kind of... Only on the weekends. Which only is on the weekends. <laughs> um, but to counteract that now, I'm setting a time that I wake up every day so that I stay productive, even on days when I don't have school, because um, it just makes me feel better and more motivated to do things. Um, <clears throat> I have certain outlets for kind of boredom. So one thing that I like to do is I like to make videos and edit them. So I've been doing that a lot, and it's given me a lot more time to do kind of more things that I really love. If you like video games, then you can do that. I know I like video games, and I've been playing some. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And also reading. I know usually in my everyday life, I don't have a lot of time to read. But now I have um, a bunch of time to read, and I have so many books. I think I have four or five um, that I've really been wanting to read, but I haven't have had any time to get into them. So I'm doing that now. And I think as far as friends go, um, I think that it's really good to be with your friends outside of school so you can kind of invite some around. Just make sure they're not sick um, or showing any symptoms. Protection is kind of the number one priority here, but... Um, just kind of social interaction is very important. So don't, um, lock yourself away just because, um, school is now virtual or not even happening in some cases. And, um, if you don't really want to leave the house, then you can FaceTime your friends. I know FaceTime is something that I use a lot. Um, I think it's really helpful to kind of stay in contact, um, even when you might not be able to, um, kind of go outside as much. And, I think that those are just a couple of ways that you can really kind of get connected even now. And that's the reason why I wanted her <laughs> to join us on this podcast, because I think from her perspective, from a younger person's perspective, that's really important. So that if you're a younger listener, and I know that there's uh, many younger listeners that, that listen to this podcast, um, I hope that you can benefit from that advice and that, you know, you're all in the same boat and it's all about support. That's what I was telling 
um, or everyone on Facebook the other day when I was doing Facebook Live. It's about us supporting each other. And one of the beautiful things, just like we're doing this podcast now, this is the time to use technology in a good way. This is a time to use social media to help with the yes. social distancing. <laughs> so FaceTime, just having that human connection, which it is a human connection. We can see each other's faces on something like FaceTime. So this is the time to really harness the power mm-hmm. of social media and of technology um, to get us through this. And especially with elder generation, mm-hmm. because, you know, with FaceTime, my mother, I mean, my mother lives in England, so it was a little bit difficult to go see her anyway, but FaceTiming, the, if you can't actually go see somebody, then FaceTime with them or use Zoom or whatever um, other way that you can actually physically see them or visually see them. On many social say. media platforms, there's a um, option to kind of video call. So even if you don't have FaceTime, you can video call on Snapchat or something. There you go. I don't know a lot of older people who have Snapchat. Well, I don't not have Snapchat. older people, but... <laughs> That's true. You know, not older people, not like people 30 and off. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. So, you know, well, I mean, Paula, you have many uh, amazing words of wisdom, and uh, we're going to get through this. Oh. We're going to get through it together. Um, you can follow me on my Instagram and um, my Twitter and obviously on Facebook. Um, you can um, get lots of information from from all of those. And, you know, if you need support, reach out and we'll do another Facebook Live or we'll do another podcast. Um, take care of your pets. Make sure that you do have enough supplies for them. And um, if you are if you are going to go in lockdown and, you know, things like medical um, supplies are really important as well. A lot of vets, including my vet, offer teleconferencing as well. So that um, he's, he's got a thing called Televet, which if you're worried about your pet, that you can get a referral for him, from him and um, where you can speak to him. And also a lot of trainers do, including my VSPDT trainers, they also have virtual consultations. So you can either do it via phone, you can go to positive.com to find out more about that, or you can do virtual consultations with the trainers as well using video. Um, and that's it. Thank you guys so much thank for you. listening to, to this podcast and thank you for coming and speaking. And Paula, it's truly um, a real honor to have you here and thank you so much thank for helping you. us get through this time. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you found that useful. This week we're doing things a little bit differently and instead of having a podcast come out weekly, this week there's going to be another podcast that comes out on Thursday and it's all about online learning. Because of the situation at the moment and because so much is going online, not just for our kids but for us at work, how do you learn effectively online? If you are not used to being an online learner or if you want to have tips where you become a better, more effective online learner or communicator or you want to be a, an effective work member still on a conference call or on a video conference call, how do you do that? How do you get the most from learning online and how can you keep your brain enriched and yourself enriched. Remember Paula was saying, uh, she was talking about purpose and we all need purpose, even in the best of times. But right now, while everything is so compromised, 
how do we have a sense of purpose and keep that sense of purpose with all the challenges that we're facing? So our wonderful curriculum manager and master trainer will be here joining me, Ali Lesnar, and she will be giving you some incredible tips that if you are going to learn online, it doesn't matter how old you are, if you're going to teach online or if you're just going to work online, she's got some amazing tips and information about how you can use online resources as effectively as possible. So please do join us. Everybody take care and we'll see you on Thursday. Thanks for tuning in to Victoria Stillwell's Positively Podcast. For more information, visit Positively.com. Get connected on Facebook and YouTube as Victoria Stillwell or follow her on Twitter at Victoria S. Be sure to tune in next time as Victoria helps to change dogs' lives positively. Positively.